If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Cavalry Audio. All right. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back. This is Forever Young. I'm Dr. John Lakey. And I'm Dr. Payman Danielport. Today, we're going to have something kind of fun. We're continuing the series on what we should do by decade. So we've done, uh, you know, skincare, our 20s, our 40s, but 30s. This is where we, you know, slowly start talking about what should and should not be done when we start our, our approach into the 30s. So, you know, we've got a lovely 31-year-old female here. Christy, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Are you uh, really 30? Yes, 31. One? You look really good. Yeah, so far thank doing you. the right things. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. <laughs> well, good. We got a clean slate here to play with. Let's do yes. this. Yes. So, you know, I think it's important... Um, you know, for us, we had mentioned in our 20s what to start with. And that was where we thought that skincare regimen was really important, that we can slowly start discussing Botox. But once we get into our 30s, this is when we really want to hang on to as much collagen as possible. And so there are all kinds of things that we can do. And so we're going to give some tips. But first, I think really it's interesting for us, and this is where we learn the most, why don't you tell us, if anything, what your daily regimen is morning and night? Okay, so I try to make sure that I always wash my face before mm -hmm. bed religiously. With, um, with? So that's a little bit of the downside. I think I just do like soap sometimes mm -hmm. or um, a face wash. Okay. Um, and also in the morning, make sure I wash my face, make sure I scrub it. And I do try to exfoliate once in a while, but I don't use anything too invasive on the skin. No, that's great. And I'm glad you only do it once in a while because people who exfoliate on a daily basis, unless it's a gentle enzymatic exfoliator. Um, so we're talking about the, where you've got the little granules in there. You know, it can be traumatic if you keep repeating it over and over. And so uh, just doing it once uh, once a week is is adequate. And do you use anything else on the skin? Do you use any products? You have, uh, you know, a certain regimen that you may may use. How about our sunscreen ususage? Yeah. So I recently started using um, vitamin C on the skin, Love and it. then um, other, you know, like sunscreen serums, any of that, before I place my makeup on. Awesome. All right. Listen, and you know, it's interesting because I, I'm glad that you put sunscreen on 
and then you apply your makeup. Even though you know there are several makeups that have SPF in them, sometimes they're not necessarily the best. And so uh, you know you've got that dual layer, which is perfect. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to break it down. Um, as far as the elements that I think are important in every skincare line, especially in your 30s. And then we'll kind of discuss some of the minimally invasive things that we can do as we slowly lose collagen. So, you know, I've said before, after age 18, we lose 1% per year of collagen. And so the idea is by the time we're in our 30s, we can see, you know, up to a 20% loss. And so the goal is we need to do something to stimulate collagen to try to maintain as best as possible. So three things, and I already love that you said one of them, three things that I think are very important in a skincare regimen besides a gentle cleanser and a sunscreen are going to be a vitamin C serum. Mm -hmm. We want something to have an, a retinol type solution at night and then a good moisturizer. And we talked about having a good moisturizer is something that when you place on your skin about 10 minutes later, it feels like your skin is dry because it actually doesn't sit on top of the skin. Uh, it's being absorbed as best it can be. So, um, you know, I think the very fact that you use a vitamin C serum, in our line, it happens to be, you know, the dark spot corrector. But in several other lines, you can use a an oil or cream formulation doesn't matter. It just depends on your skin type. So if you have a drier skin, you can use oil serum. Whereas uh, if you've got combination or dry skin or, or uh, oily skin, I would use a, a cream uh, type of uh, vitamin C serum. And then as far as the retinol, this is going to be extremely important because as we... Uh, as we age, we accumulate more of those top layers of dead cells on our skin. And so it leads to, Thanks. you know, a, a dull complexion. And so that's where using a retinol increases our cellular turnover and makes the skin appear brighter. So maybe Dr. D, you want to talk about some things that, uh, th that she can also expect. So as we get older, one couple of things, we get busier, right? Mm -hmm. So you, you forget that the things that were easier to do in your 20s, like sleep in, yeah. are harder to do. So you need to take care of yourself as much. Number one, sleep is just as important. A lot of people and, and major skincare gurus will tell you at least eight hours of sleep. Mm -hmm. Very necessary. The other thing is you have to maintain your nutrition and adequate hydration. You know, the one thing that that I've used to say to people from day one is if you don't put anything on your face, mm -hmm. if you don't do anything to yourself, but you drink a ton of water every day, you'll be surprised how much of a glow and how much more supple your skin will feel because we are made of water. Yeah. And if we're dehydrated, we're going to actually look a little more sallow. We're going to actually look a little more prune-like rather yeah. than actually, you know, and again, I'm, I, I'll, I'll hit some other skincare tips, but those are important. And the other thing is, you know, you said something in the beginning of this that, I, that on our last podcast, I said, don't ever, ever, ever do. Don't ever wash your face with soap. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because it'll dry you out. Yeah. Regular soap will dry you out. And it's interesting. I do it. I still do it. Honestly, I go in there and I use a bar of soap. I wash my body and I wash my face. It's really one of those things that should never be done, especially mm -hmm. for a beautiful woman like you. And the older you get, you're still very young, but the older you get, it could be more detrimental because when you get drier, your yeah. skin can crack and things like that. So starting out just adequate hydration, mm -hmm. 
obviously you're using SPF and you're not in the sun all the time. So that's one, one other thing. Sleep, very important, at least eight hours. And then just making sure that you're using the right types of products. Now, again, we're not here to push our products. You can get them. You can get some really simple products just in at your own you know, drugstore that are just gentle cleansers, like Dr. Lakey said. If you want to exfoliate, it's great. Try to exfoliate once a week. If you're using an enzymatic exfoliator, you can do it a little more often. I think it's good to shed those those dead cells, the top layer, but that's what a retinol comes in. And I'm going to let John kind of take it from here. Yeah, you know, I, I definitely wanted to touch on the fact that you said about sleep. And, um, you know, we've been hearing that forever. Why eight hours, things like that. So David Sinclair, uh, a Harvard researcher who, who really is looking at longevity and lifespan. He just published a book called Lifespan. And uh, he was saying that uh, it's very interesting once you look at, you know, they were looking at the, um, you know, what is the optimum amount of sleep? And there's one study that never had to be done that involves a billion people, and that's daylight savings. Mm -hmm. And it has been found that losing that hour of sleep, heart attacks went up by 20%. And so the idea is it shows you what strain can do on the body. So getting that sleep, obviously restful, makes us uh, look more youthful and also preserves our health. The one thing that we talk, you know, when there are some added things that can be used when we talk about skincare. And so all kinds of fun options out there, but using serums with peptides uh, can, can also, can be very important. So we talked about the three things, vitamin C, retinol uh, serum, and a good moisturizer. Now is when we start bringing in some of the fun things. And so the idea is, can we bring in, uh, you know, products that have a human growth hormone analog? Can we bring in products that uh, have peptides, ceramides, all these different types of things that are important to the skin? Yes. And so when you're picking something out, just make sure that you look at the back and look at some of the active ingredients. Okay. I think one of the major things that's important you know, we're moving now from skincare into what can be done to help preserve and restore. Preservation, I think we've talked about it before, even in the 20s when we start talking about Botox usage, it's one of the best drugs that we have for reducing and slowing down the signs of aging. Not saying that everybody has to do it, but, uh, you know- I am. (laughs) Our muscles throughout our face- uh, when they contract in one direction, perpendicular, that forms a line. Right. So that's why forehead, crow's feet, we call it the glabella in between the eyes where you get those 11s. Even looking at the laugh lines, things Ooh, like that. Problem. You know, well, listen, I don't know if it's a problem, but, it, you know, someday it will be. And the idea is that we want to help stimulate collagen. So besides for the upper third of the face using Botox, I think one of the best things that you can do, especially starting in your 30s, is microneedling. Absolutely. And with or without radiofrequency. And radiofrequency is just the electrical form of heat. So now, tiny little needles that penetrate the skin and stimulate collagen. We always say it's like aerating a lawn. You poke holes in the grass, in the lawn, and grass grows. Same thing. You poke holes in the skin. And, you know, collagen is stimulated. So it leads to thicker, healthier skin. What is the recovery for that though? Like, are you, do you have holes on your face for a while? Like, what does that look like? Great you know, question. Yeah, go ahead, Pay. Great question. Honestly, it's, it's, 
it's very, it depends on each person, but mm -hmm. most people are red for a day. Most people. If you get super aggressive, maybe two days. But your downtime for, for if you and just do microneedling. Yeah. If you just do microneedling, you're red for a day. If you do Morpheus, which is microneedling with radio frequency, it may be two days. Mm, okay. You don't see the holes. Just see some redness, um, and and it literally just works. And you just it's you magically have new form collagen. Your yeah. face feels tighter. It feels fuller, and it just has a different glow to it. There's yeah, not one person that does this that isn't happy with it. Yeah, I mean, the true like the true downtime. I agree with you. Two days, um, it, you know, you may be a little red afterwards. It basically looks like you were in the sun for five days. You know, five five days. But um, those two days of downtime where you're red and swollen a little bit. Um, but uh, honestly, it's so good for the skin that you can visibly see a tightening, uh, you know, a, a reduction in fine lines and wrinkles, especially around the areas. Immediately? Of, well, it takes about six to eight weeks to wow. stimulate collagen. And okay. so immediately, of course, you're going to be a little swollen. So everything looks amazing. And then as the swelling goes down and you're in that collagen producing phase, which is six to eight weeks by, you know, we always recommend doing three sessions each four to six weeks apart because it just adds, it's additive uh, and stimulates collagen. So I think that that is a very important aspect, especially in your 30s. The next thing that I would think is we slowly start losing volume. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there are several fat pockets in the face yeah. and some of them mm -hmm. atrophy faster than others. And so that's why we end up getting tear troughs and laugh lines and what we call marionette lines. And the idea is that we want to refill the face with a certain amount of, uh, of volume. Whether that's with hyaluronic acids, which tend to be the easiest, they're hyaluronic acid gels. And the most common area is in their 30s. And as we approach 40, we start doing mm -hmm. filling under the eyes and the laugh lines, especially the area right next to the nose. And so the, these are all things that can be done. This is Dr. John Lakey at Forever Young. Hope you're enjoying the show. Dr. Daniel Poor and I will be back after a quick break. So, and then let's go, you know, those, what, what Dr. Lakey said that with Botox, to me, that's probably the most important. And and some people are like, no, it's, it's it's a toxin, and it's it's not. It's a purified protein. There's no there's no toxicity behind it, and it is one thing that I can tell you: the upper third of your face, mm -hmm. we can keep looking relatively the same for the next thirty years. Mm -hmm. Literally, I'm not mm -hmm. joking. These these really deep lines that people get in their forehead or between their eyes, the frown lines or the crow's feet, they just will become worse and worse over time. Yeah. And there is no skincare regimen that can prevent that. Mm -hmm. I want everyone to understand that. I don't care where you're getting your skincare. It is not going to replace Botox. Botox is there to prevent those wrinkles from becoming more permanent and deeper. So that's really one of those things that I would say. Then I would, what I would do is also is I would switch up your daytime and your nighttime routine, okay? okay. Make it a little bit different, Okay. And, and I think the, the way the, the, the order of how things should be placed is 
a cleanser, mm-hmm. a toner, and then actives, whether it's a vitamin C serum or, or hyaluronic acid serum or whatever it is. And that should be your daytime routine. Okay. And again, everyone finds different things and feels like they need different types of, you know, someone, someone may have oily skin. Someone yeah. may, well, may have very dry skin. Some, some people will have a different regimen during the winter than they will in the summer. Yeah. And then at night, what I like to add is again, cleanser, some sort of toner. And I, and I think the, the final last straw should be something that's going to, and you don't have to do it every night, but something that has some kind of retinol that's going to act as to, to have cellular turnover so you can shed some of the old skin, get new glowing skin. Mm-hmm. With retinol, you, is there something that you recommend in terms of mm-hmm. the, the number that it comes with the... The percentage of retinol? Sure, as far as the concentration. So listen, everyone's skin responds differently. If you have a 0.05% or a 0.1%, you know, those are usually adequate. Um, You know, our product, what we're trying to do is we avoid retinol sometimes causes irritation and flaking and dryness. And so that's why... Um, for us, at a minimum, we would say if that happens to you after first use, then go ahead and space it out uh, or get a, 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 a lower percentage. Um, for our product, which is the activated retinol uh, nighttime solution, it's nano-encapsulated, and so it tends to be very gentle on the skin. So you can use it every single night, and it's great for every skin type. So it's very rare that someone has a reaction to it. Yeah, because I did use a retinol a while ago, but it did cause that irritation, that burning sensation, and mm-hmm. I had to stop it. It was too much. And that, and and some people, you know, you're really young. Sometimes it is really really tough on your skin. Mm -hmm. So it is better to kind of either have your doctor, if it's a formulation given to you by the doctor, have them take it down, the strength, make it a little less. And sometimes I tell people, hey, if it's really the, 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 the amount of times you're putting it, meaning if you, some people put it on every night, I'm not a big fan of putting retinol on every night for certain people because some people that have very sensitive skin will really get dry and get very red. So we'll just space it out. Do it every other night. Do it every third night. Okay. It's still very effective. Doesn't have and and remember the one thing, if you take one thing home after this, retinol or vitamin A type serums are very strong, a lot of these. So a little bit goes a long way. So tiny little bits for your whole face. Okay. Um, and and one, one thing that I kind of left out is once you hit your 30s, you start really kind of treating the neck, the decollete, oh. and under the eyes. Mm-hmm. That's when these things become a little more evident. In your 20s, you still are a kid. You don't, you don't see the effects yeah. of, you don't necessarily see some extra eyelid bags or dark spots or, or dark circles or anything extra skin. These things start, even 30s are young, but they start, if you treat them earlier, you're not going to have as many problems later. Yeah, that's the goal. Yeah, we, you know, the interesting part, we've noticed that there's so many trends on Instagram and TikTok and, and all these kinds of things. I think, you know, especially the DIY stuff, yeah. um, I find it, Funny, we had even talked about it in a previous podcast about slugging where you take, you know, Vaseline and put it on your face at night. And, um, you know, it's interesting to me, obviously people are looking to 
brighten the skin and keep it hydrated and, and as moist, looking as moist as possible. Um, there are limits to what you should do depending on your skin type. So I think, are there any trends that you've kind of heard of that we can at least dispel the myths or, uh, you, you know, look into a little further? Because for us, you know, I, I've watched so many not only the DIY treatments using avocado and honey and things that can be good for your face, um, oatmeal facials and, really? and things like that where people are using food. And, and, and sometimes they can be great because not everybody can afford, you know, a $100 uh, jar of a, a particular uh, product. But yeah. um, sometimes these are, are great ones. If, and if there's any trends that you've heard of, definitely let us know because... Uh, you know, we see just about everything. I guess one of the things that I did hear about was the Pond's cream, mm-hmm. people sleeping with that, mm-hmm. and then also the the rollers. Good, how, very how, good. Are this those is, good? Is, yes, these are, these yes. are great questions. You know, the the Pond's cream is is a, a super hydrating cream. Um, it, it's it, it's kind of very similar to what Doctor Lake was talking about, which was the slugging. And what they think is if you put this and keep it on your face, mm-hmm. a significant amount of it, it's going to lock in some of the moisture. I think it can work. Mm-hmm. But for some people, depending on your skin type, it can be detrimental because if you have very large pores, it, these pores are going to get clogged and then you're going to have little comedones. Exactly. So, or if you're acne prone, you have to really watch, kind of watch out with these TikTok hacks or, or, yeah. or beauty hacks. But Again, I don't think it, it. I don't think it's detrimental if you don't have big pores or or or, or acne. The derma roller, I think. It, you know, listen. We did another podcast where we talk about you know myths or, mm-hmm. or busting that myth. Um, I think the good part. Um, you know, I do think they work because the idea is we're bringing in local and regional blood supply. The more blood supply you have, the healthier the skin can be. And so just applying that gentle pressure and rolling back and forth, um, you know, and it's good for the body too because, okay. uh, you know, we, I, I, there are two different options. One is a gentle roller. The other one is a brush, and that's yeah. really more for the body. But, it, you know, it's so funny. I watch uh, videos on this, and it, it, to me it reminds me of brushing a horse. Um, <laughs> but it's it very similar because what you're doing is it's a – it's causing exfoliation. stimulation, exfoliation, and a little bit of, uh, I wouldn't say irritation to the skin, but it is bringing in localized blood flow. So oh, okay. that definitely helps the, the, that skin. So you especially want to use it in dry areas, joints, and, and, and things like that. You know, if, if there's one thing that, that you can take home from this, I, I think, and this is what we tell our own patients, if I can lay out a regimen for you, this is what I would do. Yes, I, would, I would say... First and foremost, I think starting Botox in your 30s, I would do it even earlier, but I think starting Botox in your 30s is a great idea, number one. Number two, you should have a professional esthetician mm-hmm. clean your face at least mm-hmm. if you can afford it once a month, if not once every two months. At, at our office, we have something called a hydrofacial. It's, it's an amazing way to clean your face. It's a, it's, a, it's a facial, but it's a really gentle way to clean it. Oh, okay. Number two, number three, not a bad time to start microneedling to stimulate collagen production so you don't need filler later on. So you can avoid having volume loss once a year in your 30s, meaning one cycle a year, three sessions every six weeks apart, microneedling or Morpheus, great idea. And then set yourself up for a nice skincare regimen 
depending on your skin type. You have beautiful skin, you have good skin, you have a good skin tone and texture. So what I would say is gentle cleanser in the morning, followed by a a toner, vitamin C serum, and a moisturizer, and then an SPF. Then your makeup. At night, same thing. A gentle cleanser, followed by you know, whether it's a vitamin C serum or hyaluronic acid serum or a toner. And then lastly, some sort of retinoic acid Mm -hmm. to cause cellular turnover. Once a week, use an exfoliant and you're good to go. And make sure you don't sit in the sun or or smoke. Yeah, no, no, none of that. Good. We hope you're enjoying this episode. If you'd like more information about our practice, you can check out our Instagram. It's PlasticsDocs, P-L-A-S-T-I-X-D-O-C-S on Instagram for more information. Dr. Daniel Poor and I will be back after a quick break. Yeah, one thing that's interesting, I think that we often forget about, and I'm guilty of it as well, because I, I, it's very difficult for me, is the way we sleep, uh, sleeping on the side versus sleeping on your back. I was going to ask you guys about that. <laughs> Good. Yeah, listen, I think, um, you know, my wife, I, I look over and she looks like a vampire. She, <laughs> she'll sleep on her back with her arms up. And, and to me, uh, She's I've tried a sleep suit. To, you know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> But that is the best way to sleep, right? It on is. Your back. It is. Yeah. It's the best way because you can see for people who sleep on one side, right. and the laugh lines will, uh, it, you know, crease a little more than the opposite side. Um, just like the left side of our face usually ends up sustaining more sun damage because when we drive in a car, oh. that's what's you know seen in the car. Nice. And so, uh, so the idea is whatever we can do to help combat uh, aging, that's yeah. one way of doing it as well. As, but it's so hard to do that. I know, I know. It takes. I struggle you know, with that. There is a new, you know, there's several beauty pillows out there that essentially keep your head from turning, and so that helps your body. And so, um, you know, there's beauty pillow. There's you know several other different brands, um, and that's one way to teach yourself. That's the way my wife did it, and so um, she started using that pillow, and it kept her. Now the pillow is gone, but she sleeps, you know, on her back. So. I know, I know. So we talked your ear off. Ask us some questions that everyone would love to kind of ask, but they can't immediately. So we've got you here. Ask us anything you want about skincare, plastic surgery, anything at at your age that you're curious about. Well, I guess I do have some confusion with Botox and fillers. Mm -hmm. They're not the same. No, that's a very common question. Botox is a neuromodulator. What it means is it relaxes muscle wherever you inject. So the real goal is to apply Botox where there are lines that form from expression. It's most common in the upper third of the face. So crow's feet because you squint and it forms those lines or the 11s in the middle because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that those muscles pull together or the lines across the forehead because you raise your brow. And so that's really what it's used for. It's smooth set out. Now, we constantly have a, what's called a resting tension to the muscle. So it's, it's, it's slightly contracted all the time. And what it happens when you're older is that you start developing tiny little lines because of it. 
the difference, and plus of all of the, you know, the expressions that you make. So when placing Botox, it immediately relieves that resting tension and forehead becomes smooth. When placed correctly, it will definitely take five years off, if not more, just like that. Um, Fillers, however, are different. And and Dr. Danpour, you can comment on that. And fillers are exactly what they are. They fill areas. So instead of preventing lines from forming, you're treating lines, okay? So filler is basically, and and the most common type of filler is a hyaluronic acid filler. It's what our our regular uh, skin and soft tissue is composed of, uh, a part of it. Um, And it's, imagine a gel, a viscous gel that is injected into areas that you want more volume. So I could build your cheeks up. I can inject your laugh lines. I can inject inside your lips. I can inject a dent from a chicken pock mark if I needed to. I mean, mm-hmm. literally. So these are just fillers. They come in, in, in tubes and they're used. Most of the time, a filler will work anywhere between six months and two years, depending on the type of filler and depending on where it's used. Very, very different uses. So if you came to me and wanted filler, I'd probably tell you you don't need it because really? that's my... That's my aesthetics. I feel like my smile lines are very prominent. And it's just, I feel like now, even when I don't smile, I could still see them. God bless you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, listen, I I think one thing that you- That's my insecurity. Yeah, listen, listen, we're all our worst critics. I mean, we look in the mirror and wish you could change something. But um, one thing that you can consider, sometimes just by placing little bits of filler right Mm -hmm. next to the nose, right where the laugh line starts- because the line really starts from there. Yeah. And so if you stop that from forming, this won't crease as, you know, the area below it won't crease as deeply. So that's something that can be done. I think that, you know, really what happens is we lose fat directly under the eye. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a central part here. Some of it's genetic, but really as we age, we lose some right there. Uh, it's yeah. called uh, the SOOF. And so uh, S-O-O-F. And the idea is that, uh, you know, it's suborbicularis oculi fat. And the idea is if you fill that up, this the middle part of the face looks more rejuvenated. So it doesn't mean that we have to create an apple cheek we're just trying to replace volume that's been lost. So these are all things that can be done more common in 30s, definitely. Got it, got it. And also, just so you know, Botox lasts for about three months, okay? Yeah. So most people in our practice that are that are regular Botox uh, uh, patients come in every three months to get it because the second they see their lines come back, they don't like it right. because it really does. it. And, and Dr. Lakey said it perfectly. It, it turns back the clock. I have really deep forehead lines. You would never be able Mm-mm, to tell. No. And before I treated, you know, I'm really 75. No, but before I would get Botox, it was much deeper. The lines were significantly deep. And it doesn't look like I've got anything in, right? No. So you can make it really natural. And it's interesting because years ago when we first started, People would be men would be like, oh no 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 I can't get Botox I'm gonna look yeah. weird I'm gonna look like a, like pl- like plastic surgery I'm like what does that mean It doesn't you don't ever have to look like you've had anything done We just want to keep you looking the best version of yourself mm-hmm. That's really what it comes down to yep. What else can we answer Well if I did want to get fillers um, I got time today <laughs> near my near my smile lines yes. like. Is that something that you would recommend versus Botox? You would never put Botox on never smile lines. Never ever put Botox in okay. smile lines because again, remember, it's there to prevent that muscle from contracting. And this is not really a muscle that's contracting that's causing this line. It's more volume loss. Mm-hmm. 
So that's why we replace it with volume. But these lines that form when you contract your muscles, then you just put a tiny little bit there. You're not going to be able to frown as hard, but who cares? Why do you need to show your frown? Yeah, Yeah, I think, you know, the interesting part is I'm I'm sure you probably heard of micro Botox and things like that, where we can use it all over the face. Um, The problem is you you don't want to alter your smile. And so, but you can, if let's say I do have a patient that uh, she tends to lift, lift, you know, one side higher than the other. One lip side of her lip comes up higher than the other. So then I put a little bit of Botox right here in the corner and it symmetrizes the lip. So if there's a hyperactive muscle, Anywhere else in the face, that's where you can use it. If we, let's say you, when you talk, you get a marbling of the chin. You see mm-hmm. people, sometimes it has that, especially as you age. You put two little bits of Botox right there and it will look nice and smooth. Sometimes uh, even the lines that form on the lips for smokers or you know, as you age, you develop those uh, vertical lines. We put tiny little bits of Botox and it does two things. One, it relaxes those lines a little bit and two, it flips, we call it a lip flip. Sometimes yeah. it lip it flips the lip up just a little bit. So there are areas that you can use tiny little bits of Botox, but really, it, you know, Botox is for the upper third of the face. Upper third, okay. Awesome. What else? Um, well, you know, lips are the biggest thing right now and literally. <laughs> so what is it about, like, are you using Botox? Are you using the fillers there? So, so Dr. Lakey said that we can do a, a really subtle, beautiful little lip flip. Um, by putting a little bit of Botox right where the cupid's bow is, right above this area. But if you want your lips to have to be larger, mm-hmm. um, if, if you want them to have more of a pout, really the only way to do that is to put some filler in there. And if done well and done you know, in, 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 in a liberal manner, and done, you, you need to do it so you're not putting in way too much, um, I think it, would be, it, it, it can be done beautifully. What I like to do, and I know Dr. Lakey feels the same way, is we like to inject lips in a very slow and steady manner in the sense, mm-hmm. put a little bit in at a time and build on it over time. Mm-hmm. Because then no one will know you've had it. Right. Your lips aren't going to go from being thinner to being huge. Mm-hmm. And it looks better. And that's what we use. We use filler um, that's got hyaluronic acid to make it really kind of very fluffy, mm-hmm. have it not get hard and have it be nice and smooth. You know, So when you're using your lips to, to, to suck on a straw or to kiss, it doesn't feel weird on the other person either. Got it. Mm-hmm. I feel like some people use Botox on the lips. Very little, yes, for the lip yeah. flip. Yes, and that's it. It is again just for what we were saying, turning, rotating the lip up a little bit. But uh, really, there's so many different techniques of lip filler. So you have a great shape to your lip, and the idea is we want the ratio to always be forty percent, sixty percent from oh. from top to bottom. Once you start going 50-50, it looks overdone. And so it tends to be a very unnatural look. Some people get away with it. You know, listen, Angelina Jolie was born that way. And and Marge Marge Simpson. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. Yes. And so the idea is we want that ratio because that's what natural beauty is. So, uh, but yes, injected in in the right fashion, depending on the lip. So, you know, some people have a very flat lip. The idea is that we'd have to do a different technique where you come in vertically and try to build up the wall of the lip, we'd say. Um, the other way, when you already have a crisp Cupid's bow, I probably wouldn't put more filler up there. We'd put it in the substance of the lip. So, And believe it or not, putting more in the bottom lip tends to make the upper lip look poutier. So that's something that we do as well. 
And that normally lasts between six months and a year as well. Oh, okay. Wow. Depending on how much you talk. If you talk a lot, it goes away faster. <laughs> I think it'll stay on for a while. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. And, um, you know, I think there, uh, if you do things subtly, meaning tiny bits of filler all over the face as we age in our 30s, you will maintain that look that you're in your 20s. I mean, that's ultimately what happens. We lose collagen in the skin, we lose volume, and we lose fat even in the, the lips. And so if you can restore some of that volume, you will maintain that look for a decade. Yeah. Do we, we hit everything or we got, we got more questions? I mean, no, I think you guys hit everything. I do have like a lot of, I, I, now that I'm aging, I feel like now I'm realizing like my skin seems to be saggier. I feel like it's puffier. So, but I think it's part of my routine. Like I need to, you know, start doing the lotions. The yeah, I, I, you'd be surprised how much it helps. People think that it's just a bunch of stuff to put on and, 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 and it can get overwhelming. It really can because there's so many different companies that sell the exact same stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think the best way to do it is either go to your plastic surgeon or dermatologist, you know, have an esthetician start by do, giving you a facial and then maybe the esthetician can hold your hand and start you on your skincare journey mm-hmm. and say, hey, let's start with these couple of things and go from there. Yeah, no, I'm really interested in learning more about the facials. Amazing. We'll, yeah. We're we're happy to uh, offer them to you. Yeah, we'll do. We'll definitely connect you to our our nurse or esthetician, and and they're great at evaluating skin and seeing what needs to be done. But we've at least given you some of the basics. So I really appreciate you coming in uh, and letting us bounce some of our stuff off you. Hopefully, for all the listeners out there, you've learned something today. If you're in your thirties. Uh, you know, listen, we are, everybody will eventually run into aging and the idea is to slow it down as fast as we can. So, uh, thank you so much for listening. Definitely hit that follow button. Uh, once again, this is forever young. I'm Dr. John Lakey. I'm Dr. Payment Daniel Poor. You can listen to us on the iHeartRadio app, Apple podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Peace. From iHeartRadio, Forever Young is a Cavalry Audio Golden Hippo production. We are produced by Brandon Morgan. Josh Windish does our editing and mixing. Payment and I serve as executive producers along with Dana Brunetti and Keegan Rosenberger. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.